Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Off the Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and happy fucking Friday. We've made it to the weekend. I'm thrilled. It's thrilling. Um, oh, There is a, a man walking his three-legged cat outside my window, and I'm deeply invested in what's going on. Um, Just thought I would share. I also have to tell you guys, I have never in my life received so many responses and dms than i did when i posted about the revlon hairdryer ripping my hair out of my head i for months have felt fucking crazy i'm like is my hair falling out is it getting thinner am i losing my hair because i haven't gotten my hair cut or colored like highlighted obviously these roots are they're coming through (laughs) in a while since probably i think february and um and my hair grows really fast not to flex so it's like i it i need to keep up like every like 8 weeks it feels like and so i haven't done that and i'm like i got this new revlon blow dryer so i had the original one um it's like the bigger barrel it's like kind of flat on both sides it's almost like an oval for like since covid and I liked it, but like then all like literally all of a sudden, like all the little pegs are like flying out. Like I'm there, there, it's a mess. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get a new one. I'm going to treat myself to a new Revlon one. And I found one that was like a smaller barrel round. And I was like, great. I really liked it. But guys, I'm telling you, my hair is just, it's not the same. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. And So I tweeted about it and so many people responded on Instagram too. Like they're like, girl, like throw that in the fucking trash. Hairdressers were, you know, you know, swooping in, telling me, like trying to save me. The uh, people were giving great recommendations. They said, obviously the Dyson, the baby bliss blow dryer. They're like, girl, just get like a regular blow dryer. Stop with this nonsense. Um, I posted them all on my Instagram and like tagged them so you can like go look at that. But it was really crazy. I've just like never received so many, so many. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages about people being like, oh my God, wait, I'm using that too. I feel like my hair's falling out. I'm like, because it is, sis. Because it is. And I just thought that was interesting. And then I received an email from Revlon. And they email me and they say, We saw your tweet and we are really sorry that this is happening to you. Can we send you a new one? Can we send you Nioxin, which I guess is like some sort of like hair growth thing. And I was like, sure, like really crazy. Was not expecting them to reach out. Like that wasn't the point of the tweet. Like I don't, that's kind of like the opposite of what I was asking for. Like I don't want another one because clearly it's ripping my hair up, but it was lovely of them to, you know, reach out and ask. Anyway, guys, we have so much to talk about today. So much. Summer House, New Jersey. And then, of course, we got this Vanderpump Rules. I mean, and then we had the trailer for the reunion come out yesterday. It's fucking going down. And I, there's just so I have so many thoughts running through my head and I just have to get into it. I mean, there, you know, there's personal life updates. I ordered a couch. I mean, just not exciting things. Exciting for me, not exciting for you. And that's okay. So let's get into Summer House. I'm not going to go like into it at length just because we have so m- many other pressing things such as, you know, obviously, like I said, Vanderpump Rules. But guys, this episode of Summer House 
was one of like Danielle. I'm like concerned at this point. Concerned. The reaction that she's giving this news is so fucking weird to me. It's like unhinged behavior. I don't understand it. Carl told you he was going and getting a ring like he was ring shopping. And now you're like acting so confused. Well, I'm not a part of this. Why wasn't I a part of this? Like everyone was kind of like looking at her like, bitch, what is wrong with you? Paige obviously was gleeful because she loves when anything like bad happens surrounding Lindsay. Like that's she just like lives for that. But then to have Danielle like run out and like hug Maya and she's like C apparently she calls Sierra C uh, apparently I don't know that was weird and she was like oh they're getting engaged and they didn't tell me it's like and then Sierra in her confessional says something and I have such a fucking bone to pick with this kind of mentality she was like if Paige even if Paige and I were in a fight and Craig didn't tell me that he was proposing I would be so fucking mad at him that is such an immature fucking take. I can't even, I can't stand it. This has nothing to do with you. Nothing. You should be happy for your friend. You should show up to their engagement party. You should show up whenever they have, you know, a celebration and be fucking happy for them. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. If one of my, okay, one of my best friends got engaged, like, two years ago at this point, a year ago, it doesn't matter. They got engaged. I had no idea this was coming. I had a feeling because I was like, oh, they're going to Chicago this weekend. That's where they met. That's where they started dating. So it was kind of in the back of my mind, like, oh, that could happen. But Adam never like came to me and was like, I'm proposing this weekend. And guess what? I didn't give a single flying fuck because it had nothing to do with me. I was happy for my friend. I was happy for her fiance. Like, I shut the fuck up. This like whole idea that like, you know, because also he could want it to maybe like not have a chance at getting out. And guess what? He told Kyle because him and Kyle have been fucking boys for years. And yeah, they had their problems earlier in the summer, but they talked it out and they worked it out and everything is fine now. As for Danielle, she's acting a goddamn fool. And I like Danielle. This is just like absurd behavior coming from her like that footage of her in the bathroom like having like a panic attack like meltdown me like I can't go I can't do this it's like shut the fuck up like what is wrong with you honestly what is wrong with you then we go to the party and we see the footage of her going around to everybody in the party being like yeah I had no idea this was happening yeah like she's my best friend and I had no you don't fucking treat her like a friend You've been shitting on her this whole fucking summer. You let the mean bed sore girls get in your fucking head about your friendship with Lindsay. You had the audacity to tell her that they're moving too quickly. They've known each other for seven years. They've been they're in they're over the age of 35. Like th things just move a little quicker. And all of this is happening because Danielle is so fucking miserable in her relationship with Robert. That's it. It has nothing to do with like losing the friendship and like blah, blah, blah. Like just accept that your friends are happy and move the fuck on and be honest about your own shit. 
Like, it's ridiculous. It's so painful to see. And shout out to Dania, I believe is her name. It was one of Lindsay's friends at the party who literally was like, this is, like, not about you, actually. You should just, like, be happy for your friend. And she was like, "I, you just don't get it. And her friend's like, no, I understand everything you're saying, but you're so wrong. And even Maya was like, is Danielle okay? Like, she's acting fucking crazy. And everyone, like, no one can just, like, be happy for Lindsay. And again, I'm going to ask the question that we all want answers to. What the fuck has Lindsay ever done to these girls? They truly, Lindsay is, like, above them in such, like, a, a emotional level. Like, she just, she's able to compartmentalize in a way that's probably not the healthiest. Because sometimes when you, like, are too logical when it comes to like emotional, you know, issues and things like that. Like you, you almost, um, over what is the term I'm looking for? It's like when you are in therapy for too long and then you like over therapize things and then you're not able to like really feel the emotions that you really are feeling. I think Lindsay has a tendency to maybe do that, but I also just don't think they understand like a a woman like Lindsay and how like Lindsay truly doesn't, doesn't pay them a fucking second. She shows up to Sierra's party with a gift. She asks Paige to like help her with her dress. Like she does all these things and it's like, they still take the opportunity to shit on her. And like, I just kind of like, don't really get it. And you guys, I found out some tragic news this week. And no, it's not the Kim Zolciak, Croy Bierman news because that we've already discussed on Tuesday and that's rocked my fucking world. Corey, I found out some news about Corey that I'm not loving you guys. So I've been like a Corey and Sam stan. I'm really into this relationship. I'm really into like the energy that they're bringing. But it was brought to my attention that Corey like does um, follow a lot of people who like Candace Owens. Um, he, I believe, has liked transphobic tweets. Um, just like problematic behavior, giving Kelly Dodd, you know? And so I'm wondering if that's like ever going to be like discussed or brought up, but maybe not. Maybe people are like over that. I don't know. I, whatever. Whatever. Okay. And I'm saying that people are over it because like, like you can't look to the people on reality television to be like your moral compass in life you know it was like when people were like asking me to talk about Syria I was like you don't want me to talk about Syria because I don't know what the fuck is going on over there those people have my my they're in my thoughts or my prayers like but I don't know the ins and outs so it's like you guys get what I'm saying it's like when we expect like Hillary Duff to like talk about you know the COVID vaccine like why do we want her to talk about that like let's have like the people actually doing the shit, talking about it. So I don't know. Danielle is just a fucking weirdo. And then it gets even weirder at the little bonfire that they had afterwards where or at the dinner after um, the engagement party where like Robert, the ghost of Summer House past. Who the fuck is Robert? Haven't seen the likes of him in a, in a minute. He pulls Carl aside and is like, we're just not friends anymore, obviously. Like, the fact they're even calling Danielle, like, the girls, like, she's more than the girls. I'm like, who the fuck are you, bro? This is, like, a happy moment. This is a happy fucking moment. And you're, like, taking it and you're ruining it. And Carl has every right to be upset. I if The fact that Carl even sat there for as long as he did, like, was a shock. And he told Robert, he was like, she knew I was getting a ring. And she covered her face with a pillow and screamed. 
So why would I sit her down and tell her my grand plan when you fucking hate us? When you think we're moving too quick, when you think we're doing this and we're doing that, why would I tell you anything, dude? So he storms away. We got to see like the first six minutes of the episode for next week. And I got to tell you, this might be a hot take. I don't really like when Bravo does that because it's like, why are you giving away six minutes of the show? Like, I, I want to be surprised. Like, I want to be excited. So I hope that we don't get any of that nonsense for the finale. And I hope we don't get any of that for the reunion of Vanderpump. Like, I want to be totally surprised. Because it's just like appointment television, you know? But yeah, so that's my thoughts on Summer's. Oh, one more thing. I, it made me really, really happy to see Amanda go to the doctor and get her hormones checked out and like all of that. That made me really happy, you know, to find out that she like is taking her health seriously and she got things looked at. That made me happy for her. And um, I'm sure it like put a lot of peace at mind. And it also, like she said, probably validated her feelings. So I loved that for her. And she definitely was best dressed for the reunion, in my opinion. Everyone's saying Lindsay was best dressed. And it's like, I know we're on this like Lindsay Stan kick, but like, it was horrible. It was giving Mirror Ball by Taylor Swift. I just like wasn't feeling it. The crop top, it looked like Shein, it looked like Nasty Gal, it looked fast fashion. I just wasn't feeling it. I thought Amanda looked the best. Then I thought Paige looked really good. She was giving Carrie Bradshaw with the flower around her neck, you know? Maya looked like a brat stall. I was really confused. Sam ice capades. It was bad. And Corey looked a mess. Like the the guy that looked the best to me was Kyle. Him in that little pink suit. I thought it looked great. Um, but yeah, wow, those looks were and Sierra honestly could wear a fucking potato sack and I'd be like, she looks hot as hell. Like she could show up in a bathrobe. And I'd be like, Yep, best dressed. But Amanda to me looked the best. Um, okay, let's get into New Jersey because, wow, Louie, 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 he is really showing his true colors. He is, the mask has fallen. The mask has fallen. The mask cracked the moment he said, I wear Nono's pajamas. So your nieces feel safe in the house. But this whole episode, that scene of him and Teresa in the bed was so dark-sided. And to see Teresa look so shrunken was actually really fucking sad. She looked, like, really sad by what he was saying. He was like, they're snakes. I would pull you out of the snake pit. I don't give a fuck. I don't want them at the wedding. Blah, 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 blah. Like going on and on and on and just being filled with so much hate and rage towards her brother. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, could you fucking imagine if Melissa sat with Joe on camera and talked about Teresa like that? Please call me when that happens. Call me if that's happened, because guess what? It fucking hasn't. Anyway, um, it was so horrible. Like, I really hated seeing her like that. And it was just a small glimpse into what probably goes on behind closed doors. Because if you're doing that on TV and you're doing that for millions of people to watch and analyze, like, what the fuck are you saying when the cameras aren't up? And then it it leads me to believe that his whole – I mean, the the preview for the finale at the flapper <laughs> – Irish party. I don't know. It was very weird. Prohibition party. Um, Peaky blinders. Um, I don't know. 
him yelling like I'm I won I'm the winner and pointing at Teresa and being like I don't give a fuck and like being fucking red face psycho path he looks like beef jerky he looks like a slim jim I hate him I hate him he wanted all of that to happen as an excuse so he could be like yeah this is why I'm like to push Melissa and Joe to a point where they don't come to the wedding would you want to go to the wedding of someone like that no you wouldn't it was horrible it was so sad I hate him hate him hate him hate him and I wish like her daughters were more honest about like how they feel about him because I I mean Melania has like two brain cells she's just like Teresa she thinks very black and white and like she's just kind of like full of like weird like anger towards Joe it's like very strange and to also what I don't understand is tree huggers like revisionist history of Joe Judice I do not get it that man was abusive a cheater called his wife a cunt put her in prison he also was in jail and like was an alcoholic why the fuck are you guys, you tree huggers, I'm, I doubt a single tree hugger listens to this podcast, truthfully. Why are you, like, obsessed with him? Like, why are they like, Joe Judice did this and he did this and Joe Gorga hated him? It's like, yeah, because he's fucking disgusting. Because he talked to his wife like she was be- beneath him. He would tell her to shut up all the time. He would be like, shut up, bitch. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, Teresa, like, didn't deserve that period but anyway that's my two cents guys we met two angels this week and they go by Cassie and Mazzy. I've never loved two women more immediately like love at first sight the moment I saw those red curly bopsy twins walking up those you know that stone driveway I just thought this is television. This is television. And, you know, Jen Fessler can't help herself. And she has to name drop a celebrity, which she liked to do with James Gedolfini. And I'm still disgusted by that. Um, when she was like, yeah, I fucked him. I, he was inside me. I'm like, can you shut up? This man has passed. He's no longer with us. And you're like talking about his dick. It's like very gross. Um, it's like ugh, nasty. Um, anyway. I love her mom and I love her twin sister, um, aunt, and they're queens. Queens. I mean, they were best friends with Barbara Streisand. Immediately, yes. Immediately, I don't care. Give Jen Fessler a meatball. I need her full time if we get those two women back on our screens because it was iconic. Them coming in like bulls and like little bulls in a china shop. They were like, this is a wonderful house, but there's no plates. I was like, I love them. And Marge was like, for Marge to be like taken aback by their energy, that says a lot. You know, um, she was like, they were like whirling dervishes of like people. And I loved it. You know, I loved that. I loved, I honestly get them their own show. I would watch the fuck out of Mazzy and Cassie. Mazzy and Cassie take America. Like, I want them in an RV. I want them. You know, I want them like maybe doing like something on the Food Network, the Travel Channel, like something even like that. Like I'd be down because um, they were incredible, you know, and Marge Sr. is a beautiful woman. Like she's always been very beautiful, but there's something like she was radiant. She was radiant. 
this episode. I also want to talk about Polly and Frank Sr. You guys, the dick measuring contest that was going on at this table was so – I loved it. I loved watching them kind of bounce back and forth and like – you know, you know, it's always a good episode when Frankie Jr. comes on my screen. I love little Frankie Jr. Um, I can't believe he's only 23, which is so crazy to me. Like when he said, oh, yeah, like 23 years old, he was the same. Polly was the same age as me when he came to America. Um, I was like, you're only 23. I feel like he was 23 when we met him. Like he just always he has like definitely an old soul. He's definitely very, very mature for his age. Um hardest worker work ethic up the ass you know up the wazoo and guys when they cut to Brittany and they put the Chiron over Brittany when they said she was 26 years old it's literally making my eye twitch because there's no fucking way in hell that woman is 26 years old there's just no way like I I, I would have thought like maybe 35 Maybe 35. She has such like an – just a way about her that it's not youthful to me. Like she doesn't have a youthful spirit. Um, And that's no like no no hate against her. But like I just – the fact that she's the same age as Frank's senior's daughter is so weird. And Frank's senior's daughter, what is her name? It's like I'm totally – Gabby. She was like, yeah, I love her because it's like having a play date. I was like, oh, because, you know, you know, Brittany did make several ref, you know, did ask uh, Polly if he learned English to come here. And it's like, sweetie, they speak English in Ireland. They do. Did you watch P.S. I Love You? Because they're speaking English, girl. Um. And, like, Frank was like, babe, what? Like, that is so embarrassing to not only be dating someone, like, that much younger, but to have someone, like, say something like that in front of, like, the woman you'd rather be with, Dolores, who's, like, a woman of the world. Like, she's very smart and, like, just, I don't know, very different than Brittany. It just was like – and then when Brittany was like, I would have you as a bridesmaid, Dolores was like, that's nice. Like, sweetie – you're you're a passing we're we're your flavor of the week maybe they're not maybe they're soulmates I don't know but it was strange um I did get emotional watching Frank and Polly like have you know learn about each other I thought that that was really important because Frank did judge Polly 100% and when he learned that Polly like came here and he started work as a receptionist, like he really is self-made. I feel like Frank just respected him even more. And listen, listen, Dolores doesn't need Frank's approval. Dolores doesn't really want it. She doesn't really care. And that is true. But I also like, it was nice that like they were all able to like have this dinner together. But then when, Polly said, I have a ring. Uh, I believe that that's true because I feel like Polly has talked to baby Frankie about this because baby Frankie gave, gave a look like he looked at Gabby and was like, yeah, like this is real. I was like, whoa. But what we do need to discuss is that Polly is still married. Yeah. So that's interesting. 
Jackie brought it up on the after show a few weeks ago. Marge just brought it up on the after show, I think, this week. Um, and Dolores, I feel like, talks about it at the reunion I heard or something. I don't know. But um, that was, inter- you know, they were like, oh, how long have you been divorced? And he really didn't answer. Um, so, you know, I hope things are good there. Um, I hope we don't find out any, like, horrible things about Polly because he really makes Dolores happy. He really, really does. And there's some controversy online right now with Jackie because she made a comment in the after show, I believe where she was like, Dolores was independent because like she had to be. And people are like, how dare you say that? Like, well, it's like, why is that a bad thing? She probably wasn't that independent when she met Frank. You know, she was a young girl. She went straight from her parents' house to living with Frank. Like, and then, you know, life circumstances, like, made her independent. Like, why is that so bad? And now she's being treated like a fucking queen, and I'm thrilled for her. I don't know why people are, like, always trying to make Jackie out to this, like, devil woman. It's like she's just stating facts. She's not saying, like, Dolores, you know, is weak. She's just like, yeah. She had to be independent because Frank, like, fucking left her. Or, well, she left Frank because he tweeted and he wasn't giving up the boats and whores, you know? It's also, like, the revisionist history Frank, I think, has about their dynamic. Um, It is odd, too. Like, Dolores really raised those kids. It's like, you were busy losing your law license. Like, you were busy fucking girls on boats. I don't know. And uh, Gabby just has such disdain for Frank Sr. She literally calls it, she goes, Frank. And that's just, you know, riddled with hatred, in my opinion. But I don't know. That's like really, I mean, I really want to get into Vanderpump Rules. Like, I, that's all I want to talk about. It, uh, listen, I'm really enjoying Jersey. Oh, 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 one second. Before we get into Vanderpump, I do want to talk about Rachel really quick. That scene with Rachel and her stepson, um, Jaden, was really beautiful. And again, like, I don't understand the viewers, like, hatred of Rachel Fuda. I'm like, what has this woman ever done? She's level-headed. She's beautiful. She's a great wife, a great mother. She says it like it is. She, like, sees all sides of the situation. Like, what? She doesn't live up Teresa's ass. Therefore, she's, like, a bitch and, like, a fake, you know, someone with a fake storyline. It's like, no, Jaden said with his own words, like, you are my mom. Oh, it was so beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, his mom has, like, not been in his life at all. She's been in and out of prison. And he's like, yeah, you're my mom. Like, I still remember the day that we met. And I was like, it was so sweet. I loved that. It was just a beautiful scene, you know. And, yeah, I mean, Danielle – and her mom with the whole brother situation, I'm like, get the brother on the show. Let's talk about it because I don't really get it. Um, I feel like Danielle would be kind of hard to be a sister-in-law to, if I'm being honest. Like, I think it'd be like a lot of Danielle, like a lot of Danielle and a lot of Valentina and a lot of little whatever her son's name is. Like, it, it's just a lot. Um, but the finale looks really, really good. I'm very excited um, because it just looks like it kind of like pops off, you know? Okay, let's get into why we're really here. Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my God. Vanderpump Rules. First of all, we got the preview 
last week of Raquel buying the necklace. And I got to tell you, like, I watched that clip a million times because I really just couldn't believe what we were seeing. But to see it again in the episode, I still had the same reaction. I was like, holy fucking shit. Raquel is buying this lightning bolt necklace, a $750 lightning bolt necklace to match Tom's. And it's crazy because it's, again, like, as Gibson John said on this podcast when he came on, it, we're parallel pathing. So, like, we're watching it at one in one aspect of, like, we don't know that she's fucking Tom. But then we're watching in the other aspect, like, she is fucking Tom. And she's, you know, putting on this lightning bolt necklace, buying it. And I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, this is so crazy. Like, I... And I keep like watching for her to like since before that scene came out, I did keep looking for the necklace as like a sign. Like in every scene she's been in up until this point, I've been like, where is that necklace? Like I need to see this necklace like desperately. She hasn't worn it yet on screen except for obviously when she bought it. But she didn't wear it at the finale party, which I thought was like really strange. I thought figured she would but she does wear a lot of like celestial um galaxy light type necklaces like she's always got stars on and like moons and lightning bolts so maybe like that was a good cover for her like everyone kind of knew that she was like a space cadet and in more ways than one and she wore this lightning bolt necklace you know I don't know it was it was they're hiding in plain sight these people you know like tom always does this like he was fucking ariana when he was with Kristen. he can say they can they can both say that that didn't happen till the cows come home but it did and Kristen's even she's like yeah it's fine like it's was 10 years ago like let's all move on and that's so true um but like it was always like well how could we how could we be cheating if like i went to the abbey where we know everybody there it's like, well, yeah, that's a good point. Because, like, why would you do that? But it's like, that's exactly why he would do it. Because it's out and about. It's out where people can see him. So, Ariana talks to Katie at their um, restaurant. They're cleaning the kitchen. They're getting things organized for the something about her party. And they kind of start talking about the conversation that Ariana and Lala had, which we found out this week on Lala's podcast that that conversation that we saw between Lala and Ariana about Tom not leaving the barbecue didn't exactly go that way. IRL Ariana flipped the fuck out. Lala says that when she brought it up to Ariana, Ariana freaked out and was like you're not doing this we're not doing this you guys always try to come from my relationship I'm not having it producers had to get involved to like calm her down it was like this whole scene and she's like I can't remember Lala said she's like I can't remember if it was like before Tom came over or after she goes I think it was before and that's why Ariana does look so fucking pissed when Tom does come over because she's like I mean, if you go back and rewatch it, she's like smiling at him and like this really like this way where it's like she's fucking mad. She's so pissed. And it's Lala's like, I'm not seeing it to like come at your relationship, but it was weird. Like, that's a weird thing. If Danny did that to me, like I would I would break up with him. If like a family member of mine died and he stayed at a fucking party, if I found out that like 
So we learned this week it, it was up in the hills. So it's really hard to get a lift. And that's why he's like, well, why didn't you leave with Jason who was just leaving? Like, why did you stay? So crazy, crazy. We also learned this week on her podcast that um, the confessionals of like the voiceover of Lala, La- I think last week talking about like piecing everything together at it was added in after and the footage from the party was added in after um scandal all broke um because that footage is from sheena's vlog sheena's you know she's a hustler she's a grinder she's gonna she wasn't really in this episode she had COVID apparently um i missed her i really feel like the the finale party would have really popped off if sheena was there like because she would have defended raquel and like it would have been this whole thing it would have been a mess but anyway so Ariana's talking to Katie about that whole situation. And you can just really tell, like, as much as people don't want to admit this, like, Ariana does care about her image. She does. She cares about how her relationship is perceived. She cares about how how Tom is being perceived, how she's looking. Like, she she is aware of that. I don't know why people are pretending, like, Ariana's, like, above this show. Like, she's still on a reality show for a decade. Like, she knows how this works. And she cares you know she was like i just don't want him to like look bad and it's like sweetie he he's gonna make sure that that happens all on his own don't even worry about it um then we like get this conversation with schwartz and tom and they're like talking about the booth they're like oh thank god this booth is here it's like you didn't fucking need that booth to open they are such little poo-poo heads as james called them literal poo-poo heads and so Tom starts asking or Tom starts talking to Schwartz about his relationship with Ariana because Tom was like, how are you guys? Can't even look him in the eye. Can't even look him in the eye because at this point, Schwartz knows that him and Raquel have fucked or at least made out something has happened. And, you know, I do have to say, like, Schwartz gave good advice, even though his you know, the way he handled the whole scandal. I can't believe he didn't tell Ariana, who was also a groomsman in his wedding. Like, I can't believe that that happened. But him saying, like, you never want to be Mr. Eventually. That's so true. Like, oh, we'll go to therapy when the bar is open. Oh, this will happen when this happens. Yeah, we'll do this when this happens. It's like you can't keep doing that because putting things off for so long will ruin your relationship. It happened with him and Katie. Now, that isn't the only reason his relationship ended with Katie because Tom was a mess and Tom was a horrible husband and he needs to like, I think he like understands that hopefully now, Um, but he basically respects everybody's opinion, but Katie's and it's really unfortunate. We'll get into that later, but you know, Tom then starts talking, Sandoval, not Schwartz. Tom starts talking to him about, like, I always have to go out and get paper towels. The pens and the batteries are always stocked because of me. I'm like, why are you using so many pens? Why? Like, that's called just, like, being a partner. That's just, like, called, I don't know, getting things from the grocery store. That has no, like, none of these things are reasons to, like, cheat on someone with their best friend in a secret affair for eight months. No, it's not. It just, like doesn't make sense that like he keeps trying to plant these seeds of like this is why things are this is why like when it comes out because I really think him and Raquel didn't ever think they would get caught 
I think they were waiting till after the reunion to air, wait like a month or two, and then he like have him and Ariana like be broken up at the reunion and then come out a few like a month or two later with him and Raquel dating. That is what I think he that's how I think they thought it was going to happen. So I don't know. I listen. It's horrible. And I just think these two people, Ariana and Tom, should have broken up a long, long time ago. I don't think they're both happy in this relationship. I don't think Ariana is happy. I don't think she shines in this relationship. I think, you know, it's and everyone has come out and said, you know, even before Scandal, they were like, Lala said she was like, he isn't this Ariana and Tom are the least honest on the show. Like they live separate lives. That's why the open relationship thing like kind of wasn't that big of a deal to to other people because they were like, well, yeah, like they do live separate lives. They're, they never are around each other. It is weird that you're at a wedding. I'm sorry. It's weird if you're at a wedding and like you don't take a picture together at that wedding. That's a weird thing. I don't care what Ariana says. That's weird. And I think in her heart, she knows that. But she had so much invested in this relationship that I don't think she wanted to let it go. And that's fine. But like Tom said, when they went to couples therapy, she really came around. And because and that's what's even more heartbreaking for her is like she she did realize there was a problem. She wanted to fix it. And he was already balls deep in her best friend. It makes me sick. I feel so sad for her, like that whole scene with her and Tom where like she's trying to explain to him like quality time isn't like going out and getting blackout at the Abbey, Tom. Like we're 40 years old, like quality time is like cooking dinner together, taking walks together, like swimming together, like having those like regular everyday life experiences together. That's what like makes a partnership, in my opinion. It's not the big things. It's the day to day ins and outs that make a relationship. And you can't like men are so stupid men are so fucking dumb this idea he's like we only have sex like four times a year she's like i don't see you i don't feel connected to you so why would i want to fuck you hello that's crazy this is something she's been saying about him since like season six she was like he's never around she would say that back then like that's why they weren't having sex back then. Like, this is not something new to her like the, or him. Like, she's been trying to get him to understand this for a really long time, and he just doesn't get it. And then for him to be like, quality time is like taking mushrooms and going skinny dipping and like hang gliding. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, you could do those things with your partner, but like you also need to like be there every day for them. Show up for them. Like, be emotionally present for them. It's, like, crazy. Like, I feel the closest with Danny when we're, like, just doing life together. Like, him, like, you know, just spending time at my apartment and, like, we're just hanging out. That, to me, is, like, quality time. Of course, like, going out and, like, doing stuff is also, I think, important, too. But to say, like, you want to take shrooms with your girlfriend of 10 years, like, watch the sunrise. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. She's like, I'm not going to, like, want to fuck you. I'm sorry. Like, if I don't, like, feel emotionally connected to you, like, I don't want to fuck you. And that's totally valid, Ariana. You are heard. You are seen. And men, like, don't get that. They just, they'll never, they'll never get it. 
they just are idiot clowns. They just, you know, it's crazy that he keeps saying, like, I want things to be better. Like, I want us to be better. Knowing you're fucking someone behind her back in her house. Her friend. So it's like you're fucking lying. Like, you're a liar saying, like, I want us to be better. It's like you don't actually. You want to break up with her. Period. Stop fucking lying. It's this, like, I just want us. Like, I want us to be connected and, like, have sex and, like, do shrooms. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're not even – you're do the bare fucking minimum. Men – ugh, men piss me off so bad. They do the bare minimum in life for their partner and think, like, they should be fucking awarded, like, a gold fucking star, a purple heart. It's crazy. I get paper towels and I get batteries – yeah, yeah, it's your house. You should be doing those things. Idiot. He pissed me off this episode. I mean, he pisses me off every episode, but this one specifically just because he keeps fucking lying and being like, I want us to be better. It's like, you don't. You're fucking her friend. Ugh. And then it just like makes me so, I mean, obviously it just makes me so sad for her. It makes me so mad for her, but it also just like, I need to know what else happened in their relationship the months that the cameras were down like if this is what we're seeing on camera like I want to know like did Raquel have any more conversations with Ariana like she has at the finale party did that keep happening did she like I'm curious about that because it's so diabolical and as Ariana called it in the trailer it's subhuman sub fucking human and then Let's talk about Tom Schwartz and a woman I love. And her name is Terry. They go to this something about her and Tom sits Terry down. Tommy. She calls him Tommy. He's like, I loved Mother's Day with you. And she's like, I loved Mother's Day with you. But like you fucked it all up. Like you hurt her. And I've really come to this conclusion today, and maybe I'm way behind everybody else. Maybe everybody else has seen this but me. But I feel like this Raquel thing was just an encapsulation of everything that he did to Katie, their entire relationship, in one moment. Like, this one thing is not just about this one thing. It's what he did to her their entire fucking relationship for 12 years. He didn't listen to what Katie said and about how she felt. He never took her threat. I don't want to say threats, but um, she never, he never took her seriously. Like she was like, please don't do this. Don't do this one thing. And then he did it. And she's like, I'm done. You did this our entire relationship and I forgave you and I moved on and like I let it go. But this is like the one thing that I asked and you don't even have the fucking respect for me. You know, the cheating on her, like everything, like she's just like you pick everyone but me. And that is such a sad feeling. It's such a lonely feeling. I can't imagine feeling that way for 12 years because I do think they have a love for each other. And I think he really missed. I think he underestimated, like, how hurt she was that she filed for divorce. Like, I don't think that was a very easy thing for Katie to do. 
I think a lot of people think it was because, yeah, sure, she was like sleeping with a guy while they were living together, blah, 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 blah. Like, whatever the fuck Tom Sandoval wanted to say. He's such a, a goblin. But she's still hurt. Like, this is someone that she thought she was going to have kids with and a family with. Like Terry said, she's like, this was a house that they thought they were going to like live in for years and years together and have a family in. And like, you just don't give a fuck about that. That's really weird. You don't have to be friends with Katie to care about what she's saying. That's like just human, like kindness and compassion. And it's really gross when people don't have that. I don't know. It just really made me so sad, like watching him and her mom, like have this conversation because I think Tom has a really strange relationship, strained relationship, maybe with his family. He doesn't get to see them very often because they live in Florida. And, um, you know, he saw Terry all the time for 12 years, like holidays. And like, it was so sad, so sad to watch. Maybe, I don't know, maybe so sad. Then Ariana and Raquel have this conversation by the bar and I was seriously captivated. I couldn't believe what we were watching. Like, I couldn't believe this was happening. Like, I can't believe this all is going down the way that it's going down. And I was having this conversation with my producer before I recorded. It was like, do you remember when Jen Shaw got arrested? The news broke. And then it was like she fled the scene and they were filming and cameras were up and people were mic'd and blah, 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 blah. And we all had for months this idea of what happened. And then the episode came out and it was exactly how we thought. The feds swarmed the sprinter van like she drove away in like a Tahoe. Like it was it was exactly how we all envisioned. And so when Scandaval broke, I think all of us had this idea of like how the reunion was going to go, how this was going to, how it was all going to kind of unfold. And the fact it's unfolding in a way where like I envisioned, but also like can't even believe. Does that make sense? I'm just so dumbfounded by like everything that Raquel was saying to Ariana. She was like, are you attracted to Tom? Don't you think you should want to fuck the person you're with? I think it's really important to have sex in a relationship. Do you? You know, Ariana, some people feel that way. Some people feel like that's important. Do you feel that's important? Do you want to make it work with Tom? I'm like, you are a demented little bitch. And to have Ariana be like, yeah, like, I love him. Like, I'm attracted to him. I think he's so fucking hot. I love him. But like, I have my own body dysmorphia issue. She breaks down. She starts talking about that. It made me so fucking sad because I think Ariana is absolutely stunning, beautiful, gorgeous. And I'm just like, you fucking rotten little bitch. Like, to sit there and, like, try to plant these seeds that Tom definitely planted in Raquel. Trying to use Raquel as a messenger to get Ariana to break up with Tom to maybe maybe plant seeds in Ariana's brain and be like, you're right. Like, hmm, that is weird. We should break up so that you can have him. It's crazy. And then Raquel, then, like, she's like a terrorist this episode i'm sorry she's making the show like i want her to come back next season that might be a hot take i want everyone to come back i want to see how it all goes down after i at, and i think they're all deeply narcissistic even the ones we love they'll they'll want the ratings to stay how they are so in order to do that unfortunately 
Sandy and Raquel are come back. Sandy and Rocky, they're making their way. I also have to say, like, I think it is really lame. Like, when people think like calling her Rachel is like a really big like dig. I'm like, it's really not. It's like kind of stupid. But anyway, so I think, you know, Raquel then coming down and sitting next to Katie. I'm like, you are so unwell. Like, how do you think this is going to go for you? How do you think this is going to happen? And Katie just annihilates her, just like rips into her. And Raquel looks unfazed. And then Terry chimes in, Queen Terry. She chimes in and she's like, so Raquel, did like what I say to you mean nothing? And she's like, oh God, what Terry? If someone spoke to my mother that way, someone I already fucking hate, and they said, what Mary? Oh God. I would beat their ass. I would I I would have to be like physically restrained. I would spit on them, frankly. Like I would go te- I would go balls to the wall. Like absolutely not. I had a nurse one time be rude as fuck to my dad and I said N-, basically saying that his like symptoms like weren't real. And I was like he just had surgery today to remove cancer from his body. Maybe go get someone that like actually like is good at their job. Sure enough, she went and got some older nurse who, like, knew what the fuck she was doing, did a little ultrasound, and voila, my dad wasn't making it up. Pissed me off. I'm like, don't talk to my parents that way. I'll come for you. I'm an only child. I have a deeply, probably unhealthy closeness with my parents. So, especially my mom. That's my girl. Don't fuck with me. So, yeah, I would have killed her. And, you know, Lala's like, this girl is like talking to a pig. You're not going to get anywhere. And she's right. Because Raquel like doesn't, Raquel has like a personality disorder. Like there is something where she's just not like tapped in to herself and reality. It's like very strange to see. Because it's not just like sociopath behavior. I think people like to throw that word out. This feels very different than that. This feels like you don't live on this planet with everybody. No wonder you got galaxy lights. Crazy, crazy. She, uh, it's, it's wild. And Katie running through Sir's kitchen like a bat out of hell really, really made me laugh. Like it just gave such old school Vanderpump Rules vibes that I was like living like her yelling at Tom in the back alley. I'm like, we're back, baby. Like we're here. Like I was like, guys, I was like smiling. I was like, I I was angry and I was, you know, aghast, but I was also smiling because I was like, this is it. This is, this felt like a present to us, like us viewers who have been riding with Bravo since the olden days, okay, since Tabitha Salon takeover, since flipping out, since, you know, Rachel Zoe project, since the early days of OC in Atlanta and, you know, New York, like this was our gift was this. Bravo said here, my angels, here, this beautiful present. And I loved it. I loved it. I ate it the fuck up. And then when Raquel entered the frame, when Katie's like yelling at Tom, I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you chasing, chasing the, the the dragon or whatever? Like, why are you like wanting to get fucking popped? Honestly, it was nuts. And then to see Tom then take Raquel's side. 
I, my heart broke for Katie in that moment. It did. Cause she was like, you did it again. Like you will never fucking choose me ever. Like you don't even know her. Like I'm someone that you shared a life with for 12 years and you're going to take this fucking bimbo side. So I have a theory. I think Tom, maybe it's not even a theory. Maybe it, like, again, maybe it's things people have been noticing this entire time. And I'm just now kind of putting it all together. Tom has a very unhealthy relationship with conflict. And I, I feel like when people yell, he shrinks, he just becomes a kid again. And he, he hates it. It doesn't matter if the person who is yelling is right. He cannot take yelling because he probably grew up with that. I've seen comments. I've seen people make, you know, talk about Tom's parents and his dad. Like, allegedly was like a raging abuser and alcoholic. Like that's why his mom had to move to Florida. That's all alleged. People were saying that it just like, you see why, like even if Katie is right and how she's feeling her reaction, he can't handle it. And that's not, it's not on Katie. That's on Tom. And, you know, to see him shrink behind the plants, like, well, everyone's yelling at each other. Like he just, he becomes a kid that hides in the closet when his parents are yelling. That's just how I interpret that. Um, I do, I do hope like him and Katie, like get to a place like where there's love and understanding coming from Tom. Cause I think Katie deserves that. I think Katie deserves apologies. I think this was a great redemption season for Katie. Um, because people saw him as Tommy, like little sweet Tom and like, Oh, he never does anything wrong. It's like, no, this was literally how he treated her the entire relationship encapsulated into one moment. And it fucking sucks. And then I heard that Sandoval told Mrs. Maloney to shut the fuck up and was yelling at her. And that was not shown. I'm like, I want every minute of this footage. I would, if you literally, I would pay a dollar per minute of footage to watch, like unseen, uh, all of it. Like I need every second. And then we got the reunion trailer this week. Glorious be to God. <laughs> like I, I, I've watched it so many times and when Schwartz goes, yeah, I found out in August and Sandoval is like, August? What do you mean August? And Lala just is like, oh no, did you guys not get your stories to match? I screamed. Lala's an MVP. Lala is a friend. Lala is a girl that you want to be your friend. She will, if you, if she loves you, she fucks with you hard and she'll defend your ass till the end. I love her for that. I also am like very intrigued. I want to know more about this Randall situation. She was filming for something for ABC. I feel like it's like a new like, you know, documentary maybe about Randall um, and his house of cards. So I'm really excited for that. But, you know, and then James calling them poo-poo heads. It's truly you can't write this. You just can't. It was so stupid and so ridiculous and so James and I loved it. And um, I mean, when Andy is like, so do you love her? Are you in love? And he's silent. Because Ariana's sitting there and she's like, he's not like he's having a midlife crisis. Ariana knows exactly what's going on. And that's why she's probably like, this is so pathetic. 
like at least when we cheated on Kristen, like we were in love. Like Raquel and Tom are not in love. He's it's gonna be a rude awakening for her when she really realizes that that he doesn't love her like that. He was just having a midlife crisis and using the fuck out of her and preying on her weak ass. They are disgusting. They belong together. Truthfully, those little poo-poo heads. Ugh, disgusting. Also, like, we're not getting a lot of Sheena, it seems. And that kind of makes me sad because I like Shishu. But we're getting three-part reunion. The first part I've heard is one-on-ones with Ariana and Andy, Tom and Andy, Raquel and Andy. And then the second part, that's, this is just alleged. I don't know if it's 100% fact. And then the first episode is with Sheena because our Raquel and Sheena can't be in the same room together due to that little um, restraining order. And then the third episode is when Raquel comes in. So I'm just going to be eating it up. And then Peacock is releasing like the unedited, un, you know, all this footage the next day. Like they are like, they're delivering in such a way like bravo like steps his little pussy up for us they knew like this is what we deserve after seeing these people in the last two flop seasons it's crazy also raquel's like giving Jax taylor like just doesn't give a fuck energy in his early days if you remember if you know you know the girls that get it get it well, you guys, this was a glorious episode. Solo dolo. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye.